to the season two finale. I know, right? I've produced and hosted 20 of these episodes already, and my mind has yet to be cracking this, but that's a different story. But anyway, I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Brandon Davis, talking to you live-ish from Brooklyn. Uh, joining me today is a wonderful friend of mine. She is a stage manager, I want to say internationally, because one, she's been doing a lot of great stuff in New York, but also she's done a lot of great stuff overseas. Mariko. Hello. That's, that's, that's your, like, that's your cue. <laughs> okay. Like, if I do that, it's like. Hi, uh, Ryan. Hi, Mariko. Uh, so yeah, as I said, she is a stage manager uh, for, I, I want to say, what, five years now, or maybe even more? I think I've started the 2014, so this is my sixth year. Oh, wow. Six, six, six years being a stage manager. Yeah. Uh, so, and I know stage managing is like almost like one of the most unsung heroes of being in theater outside of, you know, especially in backstage because you not only have to deal with, you know, actors trying to, you know, try, you know talk backstage, you know, it's like, what is that? That's what I but also just making sure the show runs accordingly, you know, making sure sound cues are good, uh, light cues are good, that sort of thing. So uh, tell me, how did you actually get into becoming a stage manager? Was this something like you sign up to do like an assistant stage manage, you know, ASM thing where it's just like, hey, I need a, a you know, assistant stage manager. Could you help me with this? But yeah, how did you get into, not only how did you get into stage managing, but like what was your previous uh, performing arts experience like? It was like, were you kind of like already into theater? Um, so that's a really good question. So when I was in Japan, I was completely different uh, industry working for uh, fashion. So, but at the same time, I, uh, I've played the trumpet since when I was nine. So I kind of familiar with this performing arts industry, but I haven't been on stage as an actor. But when I uh, was in fashion industry in Japan, I wanted to do something more fun for myself. Of course, I liked fashion, but at the same time, I kind of missed being on stage or doing something for, for, for performance in front of the people. So I came to America and then went to college. But at the time, I didn't know actually what stage manager is, but I majored in theater and then my first college production, I wasn't sure what I can do. And then the professor, uh, told me if I'm interested in the theater, I could be uh, assistant stage manager for the production. Then I learned stage manager. And then I think I've, I could feel like, uh, I think this is for my job for the future. Then I just started. Yeah. Uh, could you actually give us like a day by, I won't say like day by day, but like a quick like rundown, like what the stage manager does. I want to say pre-show, during the show and then post up because I've thought I've seen what my A I've seen what ASM does because especially you know I've had two great ASMs like work with me backstage and both of them have would be so good in their jobs especially since you know you're dealing with a you know college production and college production has a lot of people in the young and, and that's not you know uh, that's not you know just including the, you know, uh, like off Broadway productions, that's what I think, off Broadway productions, you know. They probably have like, you know, off Broadway productions probably like as, I, I want to say probably has similar to a college production where it has the same amount of cast split through, but a Broadway production has probably like hundreds of people behind the scenes, like that's what I think. But from a day by, from like a, like what does a uh, stage manager do pre-show all the way to essentially post-show. I've seen like bits and pieces of it, but from your experience, like what do you do? Uh, so as a pre-show, so for example, during, first of all, during the, before, during the rehearsal, mostly uh, 
it doesn't matter it's stage manager production stage manager or assistant stage manager we usually uh divide our uh job for each person so yeah. it's basically taking block note, blocking notes and then taking care of uh rehearsal props and to make maintain a rehearsal schedule also communicating with directors each designers and sometimes producers and at the same time we have to communicate with uh, actors very carefully and very friendly and then um, so that that's our post uh posture thing and there is at the same time we are working for like a paperwork a lot making uh, a lot of rehearsal rehearsals uh, reports and also uh, breakdowns and the prop list that kind of things happen every day and every day it changed a lot so we have to yeah. uh, make sure a lot of documents so mostly that kind of things happen pre-show and then right before we start uh, the performance day, of course, there's a technical rehearsal and then getting into the theater and the prepare backstage to keep actors and uh, all uh, backstage crews safe. So we tape down the uh, backstage and then make sure the prop table is fine and costumes and the wardrobe clothes. So, uh, right before we moving into the theater, of uh, stage manager takes care of all uh, backstage uh, safety and also organize. But at the same time, if you are a production stage manager or stage manager, we have uh, that person has to make sure uh, all cues uh, with each designer's lighting, sound clues, and sometimes projections. So that kind of things happen right before. Uh, we're going to start the performance. It's mostly the technical rehearsal. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I, I know for, for the most part that, uh, especially with my stage, uh, actually, stuff, especially at Brooklyn College, uh, things change on a whim, especially if it's like right before the stay or right on a tech day, especially on tech day, where it's like things aren't working as the things go. I imagine there's a lot of paperwork to do, especially during tech, uh, tech week. Uh, in your experience, uh, in your experience, has tech week been a fun week, or has tech week uh, has tech day? I mean, tech day, well, tech day to, to a certain mm -hmm. thing, but especially if it's like a production that doesn't have like a amount of like space to do for everything, a week. Anyway. That's the story. Uh, has Tech Week been a fun, like, oh, this isn't like that hard to do, but or was or is Tech Week essentially, hey, I really wish this week to be over because I know for the actors, it's like it's it's like the actors will be like very strenuous, like I hope this week to be over this sort of thing. But for production people, it's like almost like second nature to them. Has it been second nature to you, where it's just like Hey, it's just not week for me. Okay, make sure this, you know, make sure this prop is over here. That sort of thing. That, or do you feel that, or do you understand and feel the the technique like they're like just wearing down on you? Um, I really like tech week and the technical oh, rehearsal. Really? <laughs> yes. Really. Of course. <laughs> yes, that's. I feel like that's that's. The only thing, like, oh, that's the only time for stage manager, actually. Like, really shine? During, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, during the rehearsal, of course, that time is uh, mostly for actors or performers and the directors. And then during the performance, of course, that is only for the actors and the performance. So there's not much time to like focus on only first, hey, this is only your time, hey, stage manager. So that big week is actually um, the only week or only day or only time for stage manager. So I really like that week. I mean, of course, it's really uh, busy and hard, intense most of the time. But uh, at the same time, uh, I could see, I could watch what's gonna happen on stage for the first time. So that's really exciting me for exciting for me. So 
Yeah. But at uh, the same, it's like we have to work like a fairly long day, like 10 to 10. So it's yeah. kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, especially like, especially just being on the acting side, yes, uh, 10 to 10, where it's just like, you know, you got to be there like two hours before, just to make sure you're there. So you're kind of like in there at eight o'clock in the morning. I, I know people who have been doing uh, production stuff, they're like, uh, you know, it's eight o'clock in the morning. So it's not, it's like all this whole day is just going to be like rolling around through this. But then the director will probably do like the whole stop and go thing where it's like, okay, you know, act a little bit and it's like, stop. Well, I got do something with the lights, that sort of thing. Uh, from your experience, uh, from your experience, like what is the most difficult part of technique? Is it essentially where it's just like, oh, uh, it, is it essentially, you know, where it's stop and go, where it's like, oh, we gotta make sure everything, you know, stop right here, you know, do a little thing with the lighting, that sort of thing. Especially since, you know, uh, the play could be like 90 minutes and then the you know, just doing all this could be like take up to like four hours just to just get everything, you know, everything just like so like tuned. And then later, it was like, okay, we'll do the thing. And it's like everything is doing well and then stop, you know, figure it out with the lights. So, yeah, is this, I, I think, I, I think it's called stop and go. It might be another different name, but uh, is that like, uh, the thing like the most, I don't want to say boring thing as a stage manager to do, which you kind of like just waiting for everybody to get their cues then, but especially because as a stage manager, just waiting for people to get their cues, and it's like, yeah, okay, now I know this cue. That's what is that like the most, like in your experience, is the, is the stop and go thing, like what is your experience with the stop and go uh, format where it's just like, hey, you gotta stop the thing for a couple of seconds. Figure out lights, you know, make sure this props over here. That's it. Um, actually, so right uh, as you say, when we do tech rehearsal, usually like a stop and tell, so stop and go, stop and go. But yeah. um, at the same time, when so usually there's a lot of uh, waiting time, not only for stage manager but also for the uh, act, uh, actors because uh, lighting clues or scenic clues or like a lot of uh, technical clue has to change their uh, cues uh, to yeah. adjust. So uh, during the waiting time, actually it's good time to practice my uh, by myself uh, how to call the cue, how to timing for the cue. Oh. So and also organizing my script. Uh, some, uh, some stage manager take uh, uh, cue notes uh, on the, their like iPad or laptop recently but I'm still yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on the paper script so which is my preference so so yeah. I'm organizing my uh, queuing script during the waiting time and if I have questions to directors uh, for the next queue I uh, I always make sure with her or him together so actually there's not like a boring time for me and sometimes it's good to uh, have like a little waiting time as a break time so there because I have to focus entire day or week to make sure each uh, cues. So that's why it's kind of, it's good to have like a just small break during the waiting yes. time. Yeah. So basically these breaks are like almost like a study time where it's just mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, uh, you know, like Q97, I hope, you know, it's like, uh, I like Q97 and then when it puts in like Q97, it's like, okay, uh, that sort of thing. So it's like, okay, when this thing comes up, it's like, like Q97, that sort of thing. So it's like, or, you know, it, it's not because I've, you know, that, in terms of the production where I had to call, you know, and being like, I've only done like sound, uh, like audio booth thing like once, and that was at BMTC. That was the fun thing too, especially. Uh, especially since I had to do it like at least twice or maybe even three times, I forgot how many times, but hearing, you know, the stage manager of the, over the set like this, it's like, okay, you know, I would hear the light cues, all that stuff, and I would just say light cues, and they're like, okay, sound, hit that cue or something like that, so, uh, when you're actually calling the show, 
compared to when you're calling rehearsal or maybe even you know tech week how does that feel in terms of just the sense like when you're calling a show during an actual like an actual show time it's actually you know people in the audience that's what they mean so that's pretty cool you know but like how does like is this essentially like doing the same thing with rehearsal or tech week or is this like another feeling altogether um actually it depends for example uh if um for example if i work for a small theater tech uh technical rehearsal happens right before the performance so for yeah. example so that if there is only technical rehearsal happens right before the performance then it goes to the performance at that night it makes me very nervous <laughs> Yeah. Because there is no time to practice, but if I work for a little bit bigger show, uh, there's a, uh, usually like a technical rehearsal time and the dress rehearsal, and then goes to the performance. So that process makes me uh, very um, feeling confidence and very comfortable. Makes me comfortable to call the cues. So I prefer. I mean, I can I can do both, but I mean I have to do both, <laughs> but. Um, Usually, if I call for like a dress rehearsal and a tech rehearsal rather than performance, it's um, I feel like uh, still I can I could make mistake. Yeah. I mean I shouldn't, but I could if I uh, if I probably if I made a mistake, a uh, each clues can cover. Oh, this is not right, or they can tell me. Oh, this is not uh, right for me or not for actors so they can still adjust but during the performance i really uh i always uh get nervous so yeah. to covering the cues so now, yeah but i have to i that's why i i always practice at home or right right before performance that's pretty cool uh especially when it's like a big stage show i mean, I, I do want to say if it's like a small intimate show where it's just like Barely any cues go over that sort of thing. You know, light cues might be like in the hundreds, but like sound cues might be in the twenties. But just regular cues, that sort of thing. If it's like a small, intimate show, like inside of a black box, that's probably like less strenuous or just like stressful. But when it's like in a more big stage, main stage thing, that's like much more of a, the time to actually just like before, like what you said before with technique. Uh, it's like a good time to essentially just study punch time. It's like okay. That's mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, now you mentioned that you've been a uh, stage manager for six years. Uh, I feel like I known you as a stage manager for BMCC for like much more than that, even though it was like, when I was there, it was like, I feel like you were stage manager for like a lot longer than I, it was like, it's like you've already known like how to do all that stuff. Uh, how did you actually end up becoming the stage manager at, at least for BMCC? Was it like, uh, because I know, because you mentioned like um, professor, and it's like, oh, I need an ASM or something. Like, how did you tr uh, like go from ASM to essentially stage manager? Because I feel like whenever there is a production at BMC, it seems like Mariko is actually doing the stage manager thing. And like, being this, the, the queue, I'm like, oh, she is. And then, like, oh, she's sad. Oh, it's like, that's like, it, it, it's like whenever I see that production having you on the stage manager I feel like that's a good book so like how long is like how did you actually uh, how long have you been stage managing for BMCC productions I think um, after one two when I was uh, when I was in BMCC as a student I think I've done just two productions I think but yeah. after I graduated, um, I've been working for BMCC as a stage manager uh, one year. So I've done one, two, two, uh, two other productions in a BMCC as a uh, graduate student. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So that's like four productions, like two as a regular student, but two as a graduate student. Yes. Uh, uh, in, in terms of your experiences, both an undergrad, uh, it was like as an undergrad, compared to as a graduate student, 
were there any differences in terms of being a slave manager, or was that, or was everything essentially essentially the same, even even as an undergrad and as a uh, graduate? Um, as a student, I think I uh, because I I was a student, I'm still yeah. a process of learning how to do as a stage manager, or even uh, I wasn't in theater industry when I was in Japan. So learning a theater is actually my first, uh, that was my first experience of uh, college. So I wasn't still uh, sure what is right or what is wrong or what is good for actors or as a stage manager. So I think uh, I, during college year, I was still learning how to do or how to deal with a lot of things. But yeah. after I graduated, I think that I felt um, of course, I was still learning, but at the same time, I felt like I have to teach something to students too, or I have to not teach, but probably I have to help to learn something uh, to make their experience as a stage, uh, like a stage production in college. So that is the difference between like a stage, uh, student stage manager and a graduate stage manager, I think. Uh, now. I mentioned before that you're kind of like almost internet, you've done shows internationally, but I know you've done shows, I want to say in Germany? Or, or yes. You, okay. Uh, so, how is it actually stage managing internationally? Where it's like, okay, it's not in New York City, it's not in a more familiar area, it's like, okay, I'm doing a show in Germany now. It's like, you know, German theater might be actually a lot more. Uh, a lot more, I, I want to say artistic, or maybe like that, that sort of thing. Uh, it's like, how was actually, yeah, yeah. how is essentially uh, stage managing internationally where you go, okay, you know, I'm going to do a show in Germany, and then the next show I'm going to be doing is in Japan, that sort of thing. I think, um, so as a stage management perspective, uh, the, each country has different system of uh, state, like a theater calls, uh, technical system. For example, yeah. in America, usually um, stage manager call all cues for lighting or sound or productions yeah. or uh, set changing, something like that. Uh, but uh, if you go to Europe, uh, in Europe, actually, <laughs> each country has different system. But uh, last year, when I went to Germany in Berlin to working for um, uh, opera, uh, summer festival. Um, I, one of the director uh, who is German, uh, he told me that in Germany, there is not actually like a stage manager position. Usually, especially for opera, I think if that was theater or performing arts, probably it was different. But I worked for opera, so that was a little bit different from uh, performing arts, like a musical or plays. Yeah. So for the opera in Berlin, there was not like a stage manager actually. So it's a little bit different from American system. So what what I did is I did is what I did was actually like a stage managing in America, but uh, I did with assistant director. Like there were. Oh, okay. Yes, there were uh, three to four assistant stage uh, assistant directors for each productions. So, but at the same time, there was only one stage manager, only me. So, but I I could have done anything by myself if I needed to do uh, everything uh, that I'm doing in America. So I yeah. So I did with assist four or three assistant directors. So. That helped me a lot. And then usually assistant director uh, takes care of each blocking nodes. So stage manager doesn't need to take each blocking nodes on a score, uh, not like a score. So that was very <laughs> interesting experience. And then yeah. usually assistant director takes care of entrance or exit. So Sometimes props also they they also take care of props and the design. Yeah. So <laughs> stage must... manager actually doesn't need to do anything until right before the performance. So what I did is right before week, maybe one week or two weeks before, 
So I joined to the rehearsal and I watched the rehearsal and the performance and and I I got entrance and exit and set changes or costume changes, all like details of a performance from assistant director, not from the rehearsal process. And then I took note everything on my script, then started to uh, dealing with uh, lighting designer or other designers. So that was a little bit different process from, you know, like American theater. Yeah, this whole, this, like just doing the uh, European theater thing must have been one hell learning curve. Just it's like, hey, you know, I'm kind of used to having other people, you know, it's like, like other people call these things, but you're, you're essentially like, the only one that, that does this, but everyone else, like everyone else pretty much does everything. So you're just kind of like, okay, it's like, okay, this is what I need to do. Okay. And, so yeah, it, it also sounds like fun because also opera is like another performing arts that I feel like, you know, it is sort of like theater because it is telling a story, but the story is in the notes and it's how it's, you know, sung. So it might be in another language or not that sort of thing, but it, it's always getting its point of course by its singing. That's sort of thing. So yeah, uh, I, so, were you only doing that just for like that one time or were you able to do that like more than once just with opera? Um, actually, I'm looking for some jobs in Germany right now because uh, in oh. America, there's no, <laughs> there's yeah. no opportunity to working for that. So, yeah, so I'm looking for, <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, as, um, as, we meant, uh, as I mentioned, that it's completely different system, uh, but at the same time, in America, opera and the stage, uh, uh, opera and then like a theater and a musical, there are also difference between like a stage managing job. So usually for if you're working for uh, theaters or musicals, entrance and exit uh, are responsibility for actors by, by themselves. Yeah. But if you're working for operas, stage manager needs to give them cue to enter the stage. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, which, which I always feel like is something the ASM would do backstage, especially in in terms of like a big production. And then he was like, "Oh, he's like, he's like, right, that's your cue." I'm like, "Oh, okay. And then <laughs> because, because it, it's odd because sometimes I, I would see you know people take their time to actually walk out on stage that sort of thing especially if it's like a scene transition, that's right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know scene transitions are always much more hectic to do because it's like, especially working backstage where it's just like, oh, we gotta get everything so, uh, we gotta get everything so quickly and, you know, switch into the next scene. And luckily the curtain is, you know, you know, luckily the curtain is like dropped down so no one sees us like rushing around, you know, doing all this stuff behind, you know, just make sure everything is on. Q-wise, but yeah, uh, transition-wise, I, I feel like the enter and the, the entrance and exit things, especially especially for opera, it, it's like, yeah, I, I kind of feel like a stage manager would be like, just make sure that guy goes on stage, so, you know, that's what, uh, I know, I feel, I feel like I lost my train of thought, but that's just how I struggled. <laughs> Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, but even though you, um, if I work for opera in America, I have to give the cue for the opera singers. But in Germany, a stage manager doesn't need to do so give the cue for entrance for singers. So it's complicated. If I work for it, like a different countries, I have to learn different stage management skills or uh, like a not only skills but also like a system yeah. so it's kind of hard to i really i really like to work internationally but at the same time yeah. it's very hard to learn what the international uh, the basic uh, <laughs> like system like of handbook. each countries yeah so like if there's like a handbook German. it's like there's a handbook it's like yeah okay it's like, yeah german okay yeah uh, uh now have you actually done shows in japan for stage managing or... Not yet. Oh, okay. That's my next dream. 
<laughs> it's okay. weird thing. Even though, yeah, because I've started the learning theater in America, I only have done uh, theater here or in German too, Germany too. So I haven't done anything in Japan yet. And of course, uh, in Japan, they have a different uh, stage management system. So I have to learn and also we, we use the different languages. So I have to dealing with that too. So, but if I could work something in Japan, that would be really nice for me too. Yeah, that's my dream. Uh, uh, have you actually seen, uh, well, I know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you've actually seen theater in Japan, but uh, from your experience as a, I'll just say casual theater, and it's like, what is the theater in Japan like? Because I know there is like different, uh, like different styles of theater. Because I, I'm trying to remember all the styles, especially since theater has to go to say, uh, like, Buki, that sort of thing. That, you know, it's like, I know there's like different styles, but in your experience, uh, like, what is theater in Japan like? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I, Honestly, I don't have a lot of knowledge of Japanese theater industry, but um, <clears throat> what I know is, for example, uh, in America, there's a Broadway, like a big yeah. show. In Japan, same, there are few companies running big show like a Broadway theater, like a musicals and the plays. But at the same time, there are very small theaters like off-Broadway or off-Broadway theater in yeah. Japan too. So especially those small theater in Japan, they are like a, they're working with very low budget. So usually yeah. there's not a, like a donating system like in America. So they usually uh, pay by myself, by themselves to run the co like a, uh, open the show or they sell tickets by themselves. That was very uh, surprising uh, idea for me because I didn't know. So that kind of things happen in Japan. So if you working, if they want to work uh, in the theater industry uh, and then if they're not in a big show like a Broadway thing, it's very hard to uh, live only working in theater. They usually yeah. <laughs> working. I mean, probably in New York, same, but yeah. yes. But at the same time, in Japan, there's a very traditional theater, like for example, like a kabuki or no, yeah. or that kind of traditional stage uh, still happening in Japan. So probably um, I haven't uh, watched Kabuki or no a lot, but probably they have they have a different system or different culture other yeah. than other like contemporary theaters. Yeah, it's it's actually fun to actually, especially since I'm accustomed to the American style, of, you know, theater. You know, be more plays being more very drawn out or that sort of thing, whereas like more plays that go on for like, you know, three hours. Or just plays that just go on for like 45 minutes, that sort of thing. Or musicals that are like, you know, two hours or, you know, without intermission. And then there are intermission before a three hour musical, you know, that sort of thing. But I would love to actually explore more about theater, especially overseas, you know, especially, you know, like what you said before with German operas, like I feel like that would be because I know German opera has a lot of like uh, a lot of history in terms of just you know, like just creating music all by itself, that sort of thing. And I know Japanese uh, theater has a lot of history all by itself, especially learning about it in history. But yeah, I feel like like once you start merging yourself, I mean, yeah, merging yourself into these different uh, things, you become a lot more in tune, but it's like what you, it's like what we were saying before. It's like, you kind of wish there was like a handbook that just tells you about all, oh, you know, American style theater. All right, this, uh, this is why we need to learn about American style theater. You know, British style theater, okay. So Irish style theater, German, Japanese, Russian, that sort of thing, so it's, it's odd how since there, you know, even though theater is a global thing, like it's a global, like, like every continent, probably even someplace in Antarctica, they 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 have theater. It's like Antarctic theater is like is like, you know, 
it might be a you know a Antarctic. Now I'm actually it's interesting to know if there is Antarctic there, but but it's just by joking about that, it's like is there Antarctic? Anyway, uh, it's like you know. Uh, Anyway, but you know, I mean, you know what I mean. It was like, the, like all these other continents. You know, North America has its south there. South America has their south there. You know, so forth and so on. So, it, especially as a stage manager, you have to like really be engrossed. In, well, not engrossed, but just like really enrich yourself into essentially. Okay, I have to really learn about this stuff, even though I'm kind of like used to the American style of theater, which is essentially called. You know, have this like cue be called, have this sound cue be called, that sort of thing, make sure, blah, 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 blah. make sure the AS and making sure people are not talking backstage, because I can hear them backstage, you know. But compare that to other theaters, you know, overseas, it's, it's odd how essentially, even though theater is like a universal uh, format, there's so many other different styles, and it's so fun to actually learn those styles, but Again, you kind of wish there was like a handbook that actually tells you like all these different styles, like in a more of a, like I want to say, uh, point by point where it's just like, oh, it's like almost a textbook, but there is no like stage managing textbook that I know of. I mean, people will be like, oh, you know, get this textbook, this has stage managing thing, but there's no like stage managing textbook that I know of, or stage, I mean, there are probably stage managing books, but there is no like definitive one that I know. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a learning curve, but I do hope that like one day, like all these places around the world have like a great way of actually encompassing, you know, in terms of like stage management. Right. Uh, I I I I already need that book if I, I could have it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's really hard. I mean, honestly, it's really hard to dealing with the different country uh, theater system, especially like a language is different, but also system is different. And also, it's not only just a stage manager, but also performers are, the, uh, for example, the last year, all opera singers came from different countries. So they yeah. know different system of like a performing arts system. So that was really hard. So if, I mean, I don't, I don't hope that someone could get together like a same system in yeah. all over the world. But if I could have something to learn uh, the difference between each country's uh, stage management system, that would be really uh, helpful to yeah, work be very, to, uh, be, to a different country. Be very easy, but at the same time, they're like, okay, it's like, oh, okay, I'm doing a show in you know in Australia, and I know Australia uh, theater is like. I think maybe similar to our own theater, but it'd be like weird, but it was like, okay, how do Australian theater, you know, like do this stuff? It's like, so it's, and again, I do feel like that this is why stage managers are like the unsung heroes of the production because they are essentially making sure, you know, not only is the show running, uh, the show running, but also the production itself, you know, backstage, that sort of thing, everything hasn't really be, you know, everything's not falling into place, you know, that sort of thing. Especially in terms of stage hands, because stage hands would be like, I don't know if it's an experience, but stage hands would be just sitting around just waiting for a few weeks to sit around and, you know, goes, yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, from my experience, uh, when I learned uh, stage management in the college for the first time, uh, the professor told me, that there are four things, uh, four important things for stage ma being a stage manager. So the first one is leadership, and the second one is organized skill, and the third one is communication, and the fourth one is uh, hospitality. Yeah. I think that those four things, even though if you work for the different countries, uh, I think those four things are, doesn't, uh, don't change at all. Yeah. as a stage manager. So uh, I think those four things, if you could do uh, those four things very well, I think even though you you don't know that like a, the, the difference between different, different system of the country, I think uh, it very helped to work for the different country as a stage yeah. manager, I think. Yes, it's very universal, uh, like for like those four things, it's like a universal advice where it's like, okay, you need leadership, you need 
and you just need great organizational skills. And I feel like organizational skills is what like really drives a stage manager to do that best because, you know, it's like what you said before, you know, you know, uh, even though the, yeah, even though theater is becoming a lot more technical now, especially with the use of, you know, laptops, that sort of thing, there are still, you know, uh, production people who I know who still use like actual physical copies, but you yeah. just said before, you know, you still use a physical copy. You know, people might be used to just using a tablet and just have like a okay, and go to the next page. Okay, I have this marked down yellow, it's like that sort of thing, but I know people who still have their scripts and their scripts are like literally tabbed out, whereas it's like they have like yellow tabs, pink tabs, mm. blue tabs, that sort of like different tabs. So yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, now that is an interesting question. Do you see more people now as a stage manager? Do you see people being used, uh, like starting to be more use of like all oh, the tablet or the laptop that have the like uh, cues that sort of thing? Or do you, and since you know you naturally prefer the more physical type, do you see people still using the like in the next like say decade or so? Do you see like uh, Productions, especially on Broadway or something like that, to be more technical, where it's like, okay, we have the computer, we have a tablet, blah, 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 that sort of thing. Or do you still see productions being more physical? It's like, okay, here's a script. All right, here's some tabs. All right, pin tab here, pin tab there, you know, that sort of thing. So, in your experience, do you see it leaning towards the more technical thing, where it's like, okay, a lot more productions are gearing towards like tablets and laptops where they can actually probably use efficiently or do you see like some production still holding back to tradition where it's like okay we prefer the physical thing but even if uh we have your tablet or or computer it's still not my work because you know faulty you know, wi-fi that's what especially in theater it's like just getting your wi-fi in theater is like a different oh. story altogether <laughs> i think um uh, recently, I still have, uh, I still uh, see a lot of people using paper script rather than yeah. uh, iPad or their laptop or like those electronic device. But um, at the same time, I see uh, some stage manager uh, uh, have started to using uh, iPad uh, yeah. script rather than like, a, uh, for example, like a tool run the show probably they are using paper script for the rehearsal but uh once they finish the rehearsal and they finish the technical rehearsal and it goes to the um performance week uh some uh, stage manager and also i sometimes use ipad or uh for the running the show because it's very easy to uh, maintain the queue so there's a uh, yeah. um, uh, recently there's a website that we can uh, for example, if you upload their script to the website, then you can put the queue for, like, organize the queue uh, or using the iPad or your laptop. So you don't need yeah. to write down everything by yourself. <laughs> That's very easy. So yeah, that, you can, that is very easy compared to Yeah, and the very yeah. clean on the script. So some people use, uh, start using that kind of stuff already. And then uh, a couple of days ago, I joined to the uh, Broadway stage manager meeting. Uh, some of them are actually using uh, <clears throat> like uh, not the paper script, uh, iPad uh, script for the running the cues. So I think it's, but at the same time, I think that if, as you say, that sometimes a uh, technical issue may happen, like a, yeah. Uh, so it, it's always, it's always good nice to, to have, have like the, the, yeah, the physical copy. Yeah, yeah physical, physical copy. copy. Yes, I think so. And I, I do think that even though productions, especially Broadway, have been gearing towards the more technical side, where it's like, oh, we have the laptop, that's what they got an iPad. It's always best to have the actual physical copy of the uh, around because, you know, laptops can die unexpectedly, you know, tablets can die unexpectedly. Both, uh, you know, just shining into a Wi-Fi in a theater, it's uh, a battle all by itself because, you know, theaters don't have, you know, even though they have free Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi only thing, just being in a certain space in a theater could be very, very, you know, 
you, you could be looking at your thing on Google Drive and then you go and click on your script on Google Drive. The script's not loading up because you know you're not in the right you know, not in the right position in a theater because you know the theater is like blocking out all these Wi-Fi signals even though we're supposed to be having the Wi-Fi. But yeah. So having the physical copy is a great thing all by itself because hey, the computer's not working, you know, the laptop died unexpectedly, or it went suddenly just went dead, you know, suddenly went blank, even though it's on, it just went blank. You know, okay, crack out the you know the physical copy. Where are we? Page eighty-two. Okay, go to eighty-two. Okay, we, we still got the thing. Just like it's it, it. So yeah, it's always good to have the backup copy because the copy just in case something. Yes, happens. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think on that note, I think that's a good way to actually end this episode and end this season. Okay. Because, because I feel like you've talked a lot in terms of not only uh, theater, but also just the stage managing thing as too, because I, as I said, you know, stage managing is uh, like an unsung thing, uh, unsung, uh, an unsung hero of just the technical side of theater, which is what I was trying to strive to do for this portion of the end of season two, which is focus more on the technical side of theater or the technical side of uh, I know you said you want to, like, I know you said you wanted to ask me some questions. So I feel like this being the season finale, you want to ask me some questions about stage managing? Um, not this. Uh, do you want me to ask the stage, about the stage management thing? <laughs> no. um, but if you, for example, um, you're mostly doing acting, uh, right? Yeah, I do uh, mostly acting somewhat of uh, backstage stuff too, especially front of house, that's what I like too, so yeah. So as the, uh, as the actor, um, what kind of stage manager uh, is uh, like a good for you, okay, for like actors? What do you like a seek to a stage manager usually? Oh, that's actually a good question. I, I tend to, in terms of the stage managers that I had in the past, the Probably, den mother, yeah, like the den, um, like the quote, the quote unquote den mother, where it's like, oh, that they're like, what a den father, where it's like, oh, they're very, it's like what you said before, it has to have, they have great hospitality. So it's like, <coughs> not only are they doing great cues, but they have great rapport with the backstage, and they're making sure the backstage feels like not like tired, you know, even though the show's gotta be like, oh, the show's like two and a half hours. They're keeping up, up on their toes, making sure everyone is not only they're doing their great stuff, you know, making sure they're doing their stuff, but also keeping up there, people's toes, talking to people, that sort of thing, making sure, and it's like, oh, you're tired, you know, what's up, that sort of thing, you know. This, this scene might be 10 minutes, but all the kids are talking about this day, it's like, so we got some time, it's like, what's up, it's like, why are you tired? But that's what mm -hmm. So I, I like the, the, I like the, the stage managers who are very personal behind the scenes who are able to actually say, hey, you know, what's up, well, let's go, like, you know, they're actually personable, but, you know, they're not like, okay, yeah, I can't really talk right now, you know, it's like, uh, I got to do, like, I gotta do my next cue here, that's what, so, uh, but yeah, especially with the, the people who I work with at BMC, uh, no, uh, actually, yeah, at, BM, at both BMCC and at Brooklyn College, I've always had, like, great personable uh, uh, stage management. So, yeah, as long as, like, they're, I don't want to joke, it's like, as long as they have great customer service, so, like, that, that sort of thing, where it's like, ah, that, like, their customer service, like, the record would be like, ah, so, but, yeah, they have great hospitality, and they always treat the cast pretty well. So, yeah, in terms of that sort of thing, I, I would, quote, unquote, say, like, the den mother or den father, where it's just like, they're kind of like very personable with the cast and making sure the cast is having fun. They're making sure the, 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 uh, the behind the scenes people, stage hands, you know, costume crew, that sort of thing, they're not feeling left out because, you know, it might be a big cast, so they have to focus on that big cast already. The crew might be even, even bigger because of the amount of people behind the scenes, that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's how I usually gear towards is that, that very personable, supportive, you know, that sort of thing. But of course, that's the, that's the only, like, stage manager I've actually uh, encountered. I haven't really encountered, like, the, 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 the hardened, 
talk to me while I'm doing my show thing. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's really good. Yeah, because some, you know, sometimes people that don't think uh, people don't think that stage manager. I mean, stage manager is very important. Yeah. Uh, job, but at the same time, it's very like a behind the scenes. So not someone don't pay attention to our like a stage management role. But thank you for no, no problem. Uh, do you have any other questions? <laughs> like, do you have any other questions for me, or is that just the one question you wanted to know? Like, what type of stage manager you want to work with? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can ask that kind of uh, question, but that's I. <laughs> That's it. Like the, the quote unquote dead mother or dead father, where it's like they're dead. <laughs> the quote unquote dead father or dead mother is like, like even though they're like the cool like type of stage manager behind the, the scenes, because one, you have to be, it's like what you said before, you have to have great hospitality, you have to have mm -hmm. great communication. So if you're only focusing on the show, that's a problem because, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you're focusing on a show that's like, Maybe, like maybe even 90 minutes long or maybe even 45 minutes, you know, that might be a problem, but because, you know, and the backstage might be like, say, you only have like maybe, say like five people backstage in terms of like crew, but you have like a 15, uh, uh, 15 like cast members on stage, like that could be on stage like any given moment. I can understand, you know, why you would be more inclined to focus on the show. But if you're like focusing on the show, more show than focusing on behind the scenes, that sort of thing, especially with stage hands who really do do a lot in terms of just being, you know, not only are we running the ship along with the ASMs and, you know, making sure nothing's falling, you know, falling behind, you know, behind the scenes, that sort of thing. But we're also just sitting backstage, just like waiting for our cues to go back on stage and just make sure everything is all like really, really linked, you know. Even though we kind of like wish to be out on stage at the same time, it's like, it's, it, you know, it, it's weird because behind the scenes, it's like what I, you just said before. I mean, it's what we were just talking about. It's like, you know, it's, you know, stage managers and, you know, behind the scenes people really do run the show the most efficient you know, director might be the one who says, okay, might be the one who directs the people on stage, that sort of thing, and, you know, communicates with you saying, hey, I need to have this, that, that, you know, blah, that sort of thing. Just being more mindful about the people behind the scenes and having a stage manager who actually cares about people behind the scenes and actually creates a nice little, like, level T that's like, oh, man, I can't actually... I can't actually wait to be in this theater for like twice a day for today because we got to do like two shows and I got to be here at o'clock in the morning and I won't be here. I won't be leaving until like maybe 11 o'clock at night, but you know, just this stage manager, they are making me actually feel like, Hey, I actually can't wait to actually be in this theater with them because they're actually making everything so enjoyable. Even if, if you know, yeah, it's like sales managers, it's like what you said before, sales managers have to have those four levels of like thing. They need to be great there, they need to have great organized skills, communication, and hospitality. If you if, if they're only focusing on the organization skills and leadership, that's kinda like that's kinda hard. But if they're focusing on all those four areas, that's great too, because that's why the quote unquote then mother or then father are the ones that I kind of like, like, because, you know, as long as you have like that personable person behind the scenes, allowing you not only to relax and just, just to get a little bit, that's what you get. It's like, it's like, even though you're going to be out on stage, like five seconds, just to get a little bit, just so, like, sit, you know, sit down, that's what Because you're, you're like, you, 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 you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, just sit down, sit down. It's like, that's what So, yeah. Uh, I feel like, I expect these these questions before, but because of COVID, that sort of thing, it's kind of hard to ask. Like, what is like, what do you see doing? Like, what is your foreseeable future in terms of your, like performing much? Are you doing stuff that's happening? You know, regardless of you know, are you doing like, what are you doing regardless in the foreseeable future? Even though it's like hard, it's like it's like it's very hard to do like theater now because of what's been happening. Even though phase four has been like slowly reopening in New York City, 
theaters are still not open yet. They will, and they probably won't be open until probably next year at the most. Right. So in terms of like any future projects, do you have any future projects that you want to say, hey, you know, by the time this episode is out, I might have something, you know, something that's going in the woodworks, but or that sort of thing. Um, I think that uh, that's a really good question, and probably there is not, um, no one knows that when we can start performing arts again, especially in New York City or in America. Yeah. Uh, some uh, some other countries already have started gradually, but uh, probably they've uh, started outside of theater, like a, um, like a park or something. Yeah. But I think uh, if I say in America, um, I think very really uh, it's very hard to like start theater like, normally, like yeah. like we did before. But at the same time, during this quarantine, uh, I did one uh, one show with using Zoom, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so probably a lot of people are thinking to have performing um, online at this time. And then at the time, I, that was really uh, very actually like, um, a interesting experience for me that um, we had a rehearsal, of course, online yeah. uh, by Zoom. And then during the performance, we did um, Zoom, but at the same time, uh, we had live streaming uh, on Facebook at the same time. So people could see uh, our performance through Zoom or the Facebook streaming. But at the same time, uh, we, uses, uh, we used um, some videos or picture, uh, some pictures and uh, slides and also sound. Uh, through the Zoom uh, using maybe share screen system. Yeah. So I had to call the queue to the uh, sound crew or other technical crew. So what we what I did is for my one year I had uh, the earphone from the my laptop uh, listening to performance, yeah. and the on the other hand, my other ear has the different. Um, yeah, from my uh, phone, like my cell phone, and then oh, talking okay. to like a sound crew or lighting, uh, not the lighting, uh, sound crew and then other technical clues to calling the cues. So I actually called the cue through my phone uh, during the oh, performance. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> so that and at the same time, I have to okay, give them like a five minutes call or a standby call or a places call. So I give them the uh, that kind of call through the uh, messengers to the actors and the directors yeah. or other people. So that is very <laughs> uh, interesting experience for me. Use uh, performing on Zoom and at the same time calling you through the phone and they're using messengers to communicate with people during the performance. So I think that that kind of things uh, still will happen in New York City or in America during this period. And then probably yeah. we can improve the system. So, but I, uh, I hope that we can do like actual performance on stage, yeah. having an audience, that would be nice. Because uh, even though we could do very well uh, for that uh, performance, uh, I think not, on, not for me actually, probably for actors and the audience, they cannot give their uh, reaction to each other. So audience couldn't give them like a clapping or a reaction to the performance. But at the yeah. same time, the actors couldn't feel anything from their audience. So I think those kind of things, uh, it's very hard to communicate with actors in the performance. Um, as a stage manager, it's not like a big difference between uh, calling to uh, like using a headphone or like using a phone. There's, there wasn't much difference, but yeah. I think yeah, that things kind of have still we have to use to perf to keep perform uh, this time. I think. Uh, I think for the most part, uh, Zoom plays. They may be be the norm now, but it, at the end of the year, if everything goes back to normal-ish, uh, Zoom plays might be the norm now. But at the end of the year, if everything goes back to normal. They might be just like going away, like everything else, and just Zoom probably be back to being like Zoom. Like, okay, we have a meeting now. Let's have a meeting. That sort of thing. 
But yeah, uh, do you have I any? Of, that, oh, no, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and I just read the article that before this uh, pandemic happened, I worked for uh, Sleep Normal Productions, and that oh, I yeah. just read uh, I just read the article that uh, that Sleep Normal Productions is working with a company who made a Pokemon Go, so they're probably working uh, like a VR theater, I think. Ooh, interesting. I think that's uh, probably uh, its next kind of theater thing. Which is VR, <laughs> like, like immersive VR theater, which is amazing to know because... Yeah. Because even though immersive theater, we could have had a great discussion. I feel like that's another discussion for another time, especially on a, like, a, like a round table podcast, which is essentially immersive theater, which is mm -hmm. essentially, you know, like similar to like, say, Scare zone like Halloween, like haunted houses, because that's essentially a that version of it. That's what I think. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, I feel like immersive theater is a great discussion by itself, but adding VR to that, it feels like, oh, okay, that could be the next step for immersive theater all by itself. It's like, oh, you know, you want to do uh something that you can't afford you know ish because it's like going to like i know sleep more is like it probably costs us a lot to get tickets to that and just you know that sort of things but if you could get like say half of that off for ticket prices and you just pay say you know three dollars to like forty dollars or something like that just to get like a vr experience of that i do feel like that could actually be a nice step into the right direction where it's just like oh okay vr theater you know, it might not be the same as this regular theater or just theater in general, but mm -hmm. it is a nice step direction into saying, okay, this actually could be an interesting way of actually continuing on theater. Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me. Uh, do you have any advice to those who are actually watching at, who are actually watching right now or listening? Just advice to those who actually are, who are in the technical side of the theater who are actually focusing on like stage manager, that sort of thing. You mean for people who want to be a stage manager? Yeah. Um, I think that, um, I think there's not many uh, colleagues that has like a specific stage management major. Yeah. I mean, they, there are, but not many as like an acting or stage management, like a theater major. So I think it's very hard to uh, focus on stage management during the college. But if uh, if like they're like a student, I think it's very uh, important working with uh, a lot of college production as a stage manager. But at the same time. In, especially in New York City, it's very hard to get a job if you send a resume to the uh, theater company and uh, to get a stage management job. Uh, yeah. For example, usually people uh, find people from their network. So I think networking is very important during during the college. Uh, so I, rec I highly recommend to do uh, internship a lot during the college. Uh, because I could work as a stage manager in uh, New York City, even though I was an uh, like, um, international student, uh, because of the, that kind of like networking and the internship very helped me to find a stage manager job in New York City and also the abroad too. So I, learning stage management skill is very important too, but at the same time, networking and connect other theater people, it's not just only like a stage manager, but also actors or directors or technical crews. People are always looking for a stage manager or uh, some backstage crew. So I think it's very important to make networking and know the people in yes. the industry. Yes. Especially those working backstage, because you never yes. know, because you never know uh, who, you know, behind the scenes that could actually be the next helpful. Uh, yeah, and my last question really is a very straightforward thing. Do you have any social media that you want to plug? Like, uh, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that sort of thing, a website? I only have Instagram and Facebook. And I sometimes uh, share my uh, rehearsal or 
performance on my Instagram. So if people get part of my Instagram, you can see my stage manager job, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to say what the Instagram is or? or right. Let me check. My Instagram name is and underbar Mariko. Or people can find me Mariko Takizawa. Yeah, that's my Instagram name. Uh, Mariko, it was a pleasure to have you on my on the season finale of this show, especially since this is the 20th episode of Stephen's show. I feel like this episode was the right episode to end on things, especially since, you know, not only do you have a great knowledge of what being a stage manager is, but also just knowledge of just saying, they're just working other stuff, you know, especially with uh, different, just different things all together that sort of thing and thank you for taking the time out here your day you know your busy day hectic schedule that sort of thing to actually say hey you know i could easily uh, talk about my state magic stuff for about an hour or so but yeah uh yeah thank you again for being on the show thank you, thank you. again for being a season finale guest uh my name is my name my name <laughs> You know what, this is the season finale. I don't care if uh, I'm messing up or anything. Uh, my name, as always, is Brian M. Davis. Take care of yourself, everybody.